Sort of simply unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Rob. Hey, everybody! It's me, Rob. Not it's Mario. me, El China. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, and also with us, we got Devin. It is I, Devin, and Devin has done this. Oh my God! <laughs> I, hate, I hate everything. I I quit. I, re- I retire from SU. This is my last episode. You two knuckleheads can take over forever. <sighs> you make my brain you hurt. You make my you brain hurt. hurt with that fucking boss level reference. Ugh. <laughs> the worst character in all of the movies we've ever seen. Possibly, yes. I hated her so much. You know who, Everybody was, hated you know her. who was better than her? Beth from uh, Life After Beth. Leaps no. and bounds better than that character. No. Yes. I mean, to be fair, Beth is just Aubrey Plaza. Like, Aubrey Plaza is in every Aubrey Plaza movie Aubrey Plaza has ever played in, in the history of all Aubrey Plaza movies. Yes, and shows. And shows. All right. Let's get this shit show underway. Um, this week, we're talking... Uh, it was a f- fan request by my mother who messaged me saying, you guys should watch this movie. It has a good story and a good ending, and it's an all-around good movie. And she recommended Blood Red Sky on Netflix. So spoiler alert if you haven't seen Blood Red Sky... Uh, I, yep, just spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so me and Rob sat down and watched this, what, yesterday? Yeah. Uh, I I also watched it yesterday. It was a movie. I'll give it that. It was a movie that, that probably was a little longer than it needed to be. Um, Uh, And I'm just going to start off by saying what I said to you yesterday, Devin. I mean, I don't think it was a bad movie. But it did not hold my attention. And, like, I I, I found myself just kind of zoning out throughout parts of the movie. Like, I don't know. It didn't sink its hooks into me like a good movie should be so it, it, it I, I don't think it was a good movie but it, I don't think it was a terrible movie it, like I don't I don't know how to describe how I feel about this movie I feel like this movie is like if I was gonna like, rate, like explain this movie this movie feels like it belongs it really felt like it belonged on it felt like it was written for the like sci-fi channel and then given a budget at Netflix. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't and it's not a bad movie. Like I would totally watch this movie. Um again, I would watch it again. I, I don't know if I would watch it like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ask to put it on. But it's not a bad movie to me. Like it's really not I, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it didn't grab me to where like I felt like I had to like sit there and watch everything on it. You know what I mean? Like I was I I tried to watch it, but I found myself like wandering at times. Um the pacing I, I will say this, the pacing of the movie wasn't really that bad. Like once things started, things kinda things got started relatively quickly and once they got started, they kinda stayed elevated. Um I will say it I, took me a little while to realize that some of the people, some of the actors and stuff were speaking English 
like this is a foreign film. Yeah, like, you can dumb. get that just from the beginning credits. Okay, it's 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 a German film, and some of the actors, while they're speaking German lines, you can see that it's dubbed in English. You know, they're they're hearing English, but their their mouths don't line up. And then they, you know, some of the actors, when they have English lines, their mouths line up perfectly. So, I mean, that that kind of threw me off this whole thing. If you're going to do a movie, and, I mean, I don't know if it was, the, if the original was intentionally in, in both German and English, uh, or if they meant for it to be, you know, heard solely in English, they should have just had it be an English movie. But, uh... It took me a while to realize that, like, that the mouths weren't lining up when they were talking. I was like, "Oh, this is dubbed." I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, the only time I really watch dubbed things is like anime. Like, <laughs> and there's more action in anime than there was in this movie, in my opinion. I mean, it started to get actiony, you know, somewhere near the middle-ish, I think, of the movie, but, but. And there's only two actors in the whole movie I recognize. At all. Uh, and that was the... The army general guy. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple other things. Uh, I'm trying to think what the fuck he was from. Graham McTavish was... Uh, Dwalin in the Hobbit series. He was the really yeah, muscular bald elf. Or, or yeah. bald dwarf. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he was also Father Kinley in the Lucifer series. There we go. There we go. He's also freaking like 6'2", which I find hilarious. Yeah. That he played a hobbit. Uh, uh, he also, if I'm not mistaken, did he... He was in the TV series Preacher? No. That too. Um, he voiced Dracula. Hold on. In Castlevania, Archer, Archer. he was he, yeah, he was Archer in Modern Warfare too. Yep, so I thought, and yeah, he did do uh, Dracula in Castlevania. Dracula. Yeah. Um, he was he also voiced Fergus McDuck in the reboot of Duck, <laughs> the twenty eighteen reboot of Ducktales. Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing on his resume. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I might give you that. Sure. I, I, I mean, mean, I, like I, I do guy. like me some DuckTales. He's also going to be in the next season of The Witcher. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, he voiced. Um, he's in a miniseries. Uh, well, I, I, sorry, a miniseries documentary called Men in Kilts, a road trip with Sam and Graham. Uh, he plays himself. As they travel across Scotland and discover their heritage, premieres uh, premiered on Stars in February. Seems very interesting. Um, let's see, we got us here. He's in Colony. Uh, he voiced Kim in Kung Fu Panda's Legends of Awesomeness in one episode. Uh, I don't really know some of the. Uh... He voiced Loki in the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon show. He had a he had, he he was a one-off character in in a lot of uh, like crime, uh, TV series like NCIS. Yeah, him and CSI. him and uh, him and I'm just called Mick. I don't know or Rory. I don't remember the guy's full name. His real name, Dominic Purcell. Yeah, they both have like histories of playing like just like one-off generic bad guys. Yeah, but I mean, Dominic Purcell played in two. In my opinion, two pretty lengthy TV oh, yeah. series. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he played in Legends. He played obviously in Prison Break. In Prison Break, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's had the CW stuff in Prison Break, but like prior to that, he he was he was just like bad guy number five. Yeah, uh, those are the only two people I really recognize out of this entire movie. I mean, I think a lot of them are German actors, so that probably makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, with that being said, 
uh, Rob, what was your initial thought watching this movie? Like, well, I know before we started, you were like, "Oh, it's a horror movie. You'll like it, and I won't." I was like, "I don't know that it's really a horror movie." Like, from what I could tell, the previews, the vampire was the good guy. So, I was like, "I don't think it's going to be a horror movie," which it was more of like an action movie than a horror movie, really. Uh, but. I mean, yeah, initial I thoughts, yeah. That's, that's I don't agree with that. Anyone who calls this a horror movie, I'm like, oh, I don't really know if it's a horror movie. Yeah, I think it has horror aspects occasionally, but it's not like a horror movie. Uh, Wikipedia has it billed as an action horror film, and I want to say IMDb th- labels it a, a th- action thriller. I would agree with the action thriller more. I mean, the horror scene, it's like, you know, it it, ha- I guess it has horror-ish moments, I guess, but, like, if you've seen, like, a real horror movie, you're like, nah, I'm good. Is that really like a horror movie? Yeah. But, I mean, it's not, it, it, yeah, I mean, so back to, like, talking about uh, how I feel about this particular movie or not. Uh, it's weird. I don't want to say, because I, I didn't, I don't want to say I hated the movie because I didn't hate it, right? But I necessarily didn't like it either, but I didn't like it. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's hard to explain. It's like an unoff- it's a very unoffensive movie to me. Like it, it doesn't invoke any strong reactions one way or the other. That's the best way to put it, I guess. Like if you asked me if I liked it, I'd be like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. And then you're like, did you not like it? I'd be like, I mean, it wasn't my favorite. It, it, it's one of those, like, it just didn't invoke any, like, emotion out of me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you ask me, like, oh, hey, did you like the Avengers? I'd be like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I like the Avengers. I mean, I, as we're comparing that to that. Or if you ask me, like, hey, did you dislike Life After Beth? Yeah, no, I, I, I really dislike that movie. <laughs> I can answer that question. One of like, these days. I gotta make Rob sit down and watch this movie. Please do, so me and Rob can sit here together and talk about how shitty this movie is. And why you'll be like, but no, it's not... No, it's bad. (laughs) No, like, I... Don't get me wrong, I don't feel like it's a great movie, but I do not... I don't... I don't hate it. I don't think it's terrible. Uh, I just love it, because that's the first movie that me and you watched where we, like, had very differing opinions. (laughs) You're like, uh, I flat out hate this movie. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's it's a, hate's a strong word. Sure. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I hate this movie. Like, the only thing that I put, the only thing I came out of that movie wa- uh, hating was smooth jazz. That movie made me hate smooth jazz because that's all the soundtrack was. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I mean, yeah. Now, Rob, what did you, other than just it not you you feeling it's not a horror movie? What was your takeaway like? Did, how how would you describe how you felt after this movie as far as like towards this movie? Like, did you hate it? Did you like it? Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm kind of middle of the road again. Like, I would probably watch it again, like not right away, or uh, I would have watched it again. Yeah, if not for the lies. fact that there was dog murder. Two dog murders, but for that reason, I will never watch it again. But if it didn't have that, I probably would have watched it again at some point if people had that on. I would have been like, yeah, okay, so it's decent. But no, never watching it again. It's an awful lot of clicking coming from over there, Rob. Yep. Okay. And as we all know, Rob draws the line at dog murder. I mean, I think a lot of us here all draw the line at dog murder. I'm not a huge like. I'm not going to like. I'm not going to define a movie or like not watch a movie because there's dog dog murder. But I, I will. I do not enjoy it. Like I won't watch I Am Legend again because he has to put down his dog. But then there's like John Wick. I'll watch John Wick again, even though I hated that scene. Like and that, then, like, that, I, but, rec- I, I, like I want the, you to watch Polar, but I, I is, can't recommend Polar to you. The thing is with John Wick for me, like, I hated that scene. Hated, hated, hated it. Like, it was, like, stomach-churning for me. But then there's an entire, literally because that happens at the first, one of the first things that happens in the movie, 
then you literally have three movies of him retaliating because of this incident, and he racks up like a couple hundred people body count, if if not more. You know, and it's it's not satisfying because I feel like again it doesn't it doesn't lessen the killing of his dog, but it's you get a sense of justice and vengeance like yeah that's all i can really say about john wick yeah like i want to recommend polar like, I, w- I want you to watch polar but there's like one scene in that movie where like i know you'll you'll hate it for that scene well i mean depends um, on how long the scene is like we watched uh it's not a very long the, scene but it is the like a movie that we watched there where they do like the roller derby thing the uh It had it had the the Nazi guy from Inglorious Bastards, but he was like a scientist with a humongous fucking like Reinhardt hammer. What? Fucking oh, what's the name of that movie? She's she's like she's like a robot, and then she ends up coming to life. Oh, Battle Angel Lita. Yeah, that one. And there was a scene apparently in the bar where you don't see it, but you hear a dog getting killed off screen. But Kurt had warned me because he knew I was sitting down to watch it. And he had pre-warned me that when I get to a certain scene, plug my ears. He's like, you don't have to look away. It doesn't show anything. Just plug your ears until until the bar is over. The scene in Polar I'm talking about very specifically is like, he's, he's like... This, like, uh, the whole plot of this movie is kind of, like, it's, like, an insane movie. Um, there's, like, a hitman. Like, it's basically, like, John Wick ripoff, but slightly different, right? Uh, you have John Wick, basically, uh, where there's, like, a hitman organization, and the, they have, but they have, they're, like, employees with, like, retirement plans. And the main, the head guy is like, fuck, we can't pay out all these old guys' retirement plans. Like, these guys have racked up, like, $35 million plus pension plans. Like, we can't fucking pay this out. We're going to go bankrupt. So, he hires younger assassins in, like, out of the group to kill the older assassins. <laughs> so, he winds up, like, they, they kill, like, a couple of them, and they get to uh, the main, you know, the main character. They get to him. And they're trying to kill him. Well, he's like on the verge of retiring. He's like one last job kind of thing. He's walking down the street. There's this girl outside, like with a dog. Like this, like girl, like she's outside, she's outside of a shop. Like he's like, oh, I'm gonna adopt this. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna adopt this dog. Uh, or whatever. So he winds up adopting the dog and takes it home. But he has like hitman PTSD. So he like sleeps with a gun. And the dog's like sitting on the fucking auto, like sitting on the fucking like footrest of the fucking sofa he fell asleep in. He has like a bad dream, wakes up and just blows the dog away unintentionally. Well, and you're just like, well, and then like the next scene, he he, he wakes up, fires the gun. You like it's like a wide shot. You see the dog go flying off screen, and then it's like he's just like he 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 like looks around the room and looks for the dog, and he's just like shit. And this is the next like a scene of him just burying the fucking dog and burning all the shit he bought for it. And I'm just like, damn, it's fucked up. <laughs> no, but other than that, I mean, is, like, it's a batshit movie. Is this a newer movie? It's same on 2019. It's like a batshit movie. Like, it's it's. Are there any it's, big names in it? I mean, what's his name? Yeah, I mean, there's people in it. Uh, it started. It stars uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. I don't know if you know who Mads Mikkelsen is, but it sounds familiar. Matt's Michelson, uh, he is... What would you know him from? He was Cassilius and Doctor Strange. Uh, he played Hannibal in the... Uh, he played Doctor oh, Hannibal yeah, Lecter yeah, in the yeah, Hannibal yeah. TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah. He's the main guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the main guy. It has Vanessa Hudgens. It has... Who else was in it? It has Matt Lucas... Matt Lucas Tina. is the weirdest fucking Now that sounds dude. like they put in Dog Murder for comedy, which is it, the worst kind. It it wasn't like a comical scene. It was showing you that he was like damaged, but just the way it was shot, it came off kind of funny. Like I, I felt bad. It was like came completely off guard, and I was just like I kind of like chuckled. I was like, I feel bad for that. But like it wasn't like shot intentionally to be like unfunny 
or to be funny, but it just the way it was shot and the way it happened so suddenly it just kind of caught me off guard. I was like, jeez, like that kind of thing. I mean, there's this guy, and this and this I, guy's the main bad guy. And he, I, I think he's one of the weirdest looking people of all time. Like, I will no, say, no to the guy. I will say, the Boondock Saints has a scene where they shoot a cat intentionally for comedy purposes. Like, there's this guy. This, this guy's the main bad guy. Where are you putting this? I just posted it in the general chat. Okay, he looked well. <laughs> hmm. My my initial thought looking at him is he is like. A retired Lex Luthor who just let himself go. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. Except he looks like he somehow looks more insane in the actual movie. Yes. Um, they give him like a they give him like a uh, they give him like a birthmark, and like he has like this like obnoxious blonde hair. It, it, it's like this movie's bad shit. Like this movie is actually bad shit insane. But I actually like love this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to this Blood Red Sky movie first. All right. Uh. So yeah, German movie. It's 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 all about. So the, you, it, the synopsis that I'm reading from, just so everybody knows, is from Wikipedia. They have they have a pretty good breakdown, and it's actually really short. Because guess what? There's not a lot to this movie. Uh, a, a German widow. You find out uh, her name's Nadia. Her son Elias. Even I keep wanting to say Elias, Elias, but it's Elias, I guess. Uh, anyway, they're tr- they're trying to get on a plane. Uh, son goes and purchases t- purchases tickets, gets all the luggage and stuff on board. The mother meets him at the airport later on at, a- after nightfall, which is clue number one. Can't go out during the day. Gee, wonder why. Uh, and. She's taking medicine when she, as soon as she gets to the airport, she drinks a little bottle of something and then injects herself with a vial of something. Uh, so I think the original premise is she's she's masking her 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 symptoms uh, by taking these medicines that help suppress them, uh, and she just looks like uh, like a like a leukemia patient. Like she she just looks like somebody who's semi sickly. Um, now I was reading in the one review that I read of this movie, how in the original, cause this is a, a remake of a, of an, a, a German horror movie. Uh, it, the movie is supposed to bring you tension. Like, like her, what she is being, you know, a vampire, uh, was not supposed to be, uh, I guess, hinted really really hinted at and or shown until like well towards like the middle and latter part of the movie um and i don't really feel like they 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 kept that a secret for very long especially like i don't know this this kind of brings me back to the whole like just watching the trailer for the movie they show you exactly what she looks like, and you know that she's a vampire going into this movie. Like, I don't understand why they give away big things like that in in trailers. Like, are they trying to lure people who like vampires to watch these movies? Uh, or because that's like kind of a big, big giveaway thing. Um. I think it would have been far more exciting going into this movie not knowing what she was and just feeling like she had some sort of illness or something that she was trying to manage and then having it be revealed the way it was. Um, But, like, right off the bat, you see, you know, she puts on a wig, she's taking medicine, then, like, you're seeing her, like, she's covering up to the point where like you can barely really even recognize her and she's not going out during the day. It's like, all right, you're hinting way too heavily at this, but sure. If I didn't already see the previews. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, so she's on a flight from Europe to New York. I guess there's a doctor in New York who's going to help manage her symptoms and manage her condition. Uh, whether or not they have a cure or whatever, uh, they're not sure. Um, so mid-flight on, let me get the name of it right, 
Transatlantic 473, because that's the original name of this movie. Um, the passengers settled down for the evening. You can tell there's already some douchebags on board. Um, just because of the way they're acting with each other. And then, according to this synopsis, a group of men, including the co-pilot, discreetly murder three air marshals on the plane and sabotage the black box, preventing the plane from being tracked on on the radar. I'd say two of them are pretty discreet. I would say the last guy was not discreet at all. Whichever guy the fucking psycho dude fucking just stabbed yeah, that 30 wasn't times. Discreet at all. He was just like stabbing them as he was screaming for like a, a, a good chunk of time. Yeah, well, I mean, they covered his mouth and whatever. Okay, after like, like a, after like, but like the second he's like the guy stabbing him's covered in blood, then he goes and like just walks out into the crowd of people. He's like, oh, guess what? We're taking over the plane. You know, why even be discreet about it then? I don't, I just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't get it. But sure, uh, I, I miss them fucking around with the black box altogether. I don't think I even saw that part. Um, so anyway, uh, their leader, I guess his name is Berg in this. Berg. Yep, is Dominic Purcell, comes over the TV. Tells everybody that they have control of the plane. Tells everybody what to do and why, you know, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, and Elias, or Elias, keeps trying, you know, everyone's supposed to have their hand on the front seat in front of them and their head down. And Elias is trying to show his mom using the mag- the Sky Mall magazine or whatever that shows the picture of the plane that they're in. Essentially, that there's a hatch that goes down to the cargo hold. They could ha- they could stay there. They could hide there. And sh- she's trying to tell him, you know, hey, you know, face forward, do what you're told. You know, don't don't cause a problem. And he just like yeets out of the seat and runs. And she gets up to go after him and ends up getting shot for it, like f- three or four times, and is presumed dead. Um, Elias is, is taken back to his seat, this, that, and the other thing. And after a little while, you know, there's, there's intermittent flashbacks where you see how Nadia got bit, this, that, and the other thing. And then like, she wakes up and coughs up a bunch of blood and she ends up going down into the cargo hold that she was right next to to hide from the people who shot her, which I don't know. I understand they closed the curtain, but are you telling me that no one needed to go back there and saw that the body was missing? I don't get it. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that was like the galley area. It's like, obviously they're not going to let the stewardesses go back there to make food. So yes, but none of the hijackers needed to drink, you know, I don't get it. Somebody would have gone back there, I feel. But that's neither here nor there. She goes downstairs. She commits the first act of dog murder, which I tried to I tried to tell Rob it really wasn't dog murder. It was a chihuahua. At least it looked like a chihuahua. It's still dog murder. No. Chihuahuas yeah. are more like just large rats. And uh, she ate it for sustenance. Nope. And then Mostly she ended dead, up. Yeah, but... Then she ended up killing one of the guys who was trying to mix a bomb, I guess, down there, and drank him. And then the second dog murder happened because they, like, all of his buddies found him down there dead, and she had let out the larger dog, and they apparently thought the dog killed him and shot him and shot the dog. Um. Then she pretty much just, from this point, fully vamps out. Uh, she she manages to get her... Oh, man, I don't remember now. She manages to get into the cockpit with her son and a... Uh, a... a uh, 
engineering student who had taken time, who had spent some time in a flight simulator. That was the closest they had that of somebody who could fly a plane. Um, at this point, all of the the merchant, all of the all of the hijackers were in the cargo hold, getting ready to jump at a you know predetermined location. She managed to get them to turn the plane around, so now they knew something was up. And no, they, she she wanted them to jump first, but they found out her body was missing. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and uh, they end up going up and trying to get her to open the, the cockpit door. She won't. Um, and then they essentially hold somebody up to the camera. Dominic Purcell's character counts to three. She doesn't open the door. He shoots him. And then he grabs another person or tells the psychopath to go grab another one who grabs like a little girl. And then just as he's about to do the same thing, she finally, I think, opens the door and then lunges at him. And yeah, she, at the time, they didn't realize she was a vampire. So they're yeah. like demanding her. So she opens the door and she just rips into him. They're yeah. like, what the fuck? Uh, so she, she just starts feeding on him, tears into him, and then starts like scaring the other ones back and then she realizes like Dominic is starting to turn so she goes and stabs him through the heart with a knife. You forgot to mention her nemesis, the chair. Oh yeah, dude, when she's trying to fucking get this, my favorite part, Devin, right? Uh, She's she's lunging at these other hijackers and her foot gets stuck on the chair. I was like this chick has superhuman strength but her foot gets caught in an airplane chair. I mean, I guess that's realistic because those chairs can be tricky, but wow, she was just, I don't know. Now, let me ask you, let me ask both of you this. I'm going to start with Rob and then we'll go to Devin. From somebody who has played, like I had, like I had, I had made, I had made mention of Rob, like this is far from like vampire, the masquerade style vampires. (laughs) Uh, now, f- f- from a vampire genre, okay, what did you think of their interpretation of a vampire? Like, what are your initial thoughts on, on, on these vampires? As soon as I saw her... I um, said we're I, starting with Rob. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's got all the cliche vampires. Like, she's she's basically... Nosferatu light. <laughs> Fair. She's got the bald head, the pointy ears, the fangs, and stuff. Like the more modern, like TV vampires are all like, "Oh, hey, I don't even get affected by sunlight." Blah blah blah. Um, obviously, she was, and like, like their interpretation was the like, "Okay, this is the cliche vampire," except for obviously traveling over running water. But <laughs> fair. Uh, all right, Devin. What about you? What were your initial thoughts on on the way they portrayed vampires in this? Yeah, pretty much what Rob said. Uh, she's like Nosferatu meets like Interview with a Vampire. Like the appearances and some of the cliches from that, and they threw in like some other aspects of like Interview with the Vampire stuff, and then they kind of just got that. It's kind of it. Like I mean, see, like I'll, I'll agree with you guys on like on like the Nosferatu thing. Like the the fact that you know all of the vampire, all of the people that they show who with the exception of like the psycho guy who ends up injecting himself with her blood, which we'll get to, but maybe he just wasn't, he didn't have it in his system for a long enough time, but like they showed the old guy vampire and the, the guy who bit her in the flashback and stuff. And none of them had hair and, and you know, they were very, you know, monster esque, but I feel like they were very like, even with her lucid moments of, you know, not ripping her son's throat out in the bloodlust, I feel like they were very feral in in their mannerisms. Like, the way she moved, the way she, you know, she didn't walk like a normal person. She, she crouched and lunged and... And she was constantly like twisting her head around, like when yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like absolutely more like yeah. But I mean, it's those are like trying to th- I was trying to think of another like vampire movie I could like say that it's similar to, but it, I mean like I, yeah, like can't really think of off the top of my head. But I mean yeah, I mean you know just kind of like appearance wise, like very like Nosferatu. 
Um, I mean, well, I'm trying to think back to Priest. Were they? Did they move like that in Priest? Did they move? Uh, I think they were kind of they moved like that in that other movie you just mentioned the one that you said you wouldn't watch again because he had murdered the dog I am legend? Yeah, because that was vampires too, they were very similar I think. Yeah, Uh, I thought thought those were supposed to be zombies like intelligent zombies I thought they were vampires I thought they were zombies Yeah, they're very Well, yeah, they did only really come out at night they suck to the shadows. Maybe. I, I don't know now. <laughs> I went through that whole movie the one time I watched it thinking that they were just semi-intelligent zombies. <laughs> I'm like 90% sure that they were vampires. <laughs> well, they missed that mark on me then. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, coming from yeah. somebody who... I'd, like, say like, I'd say priest. I'd look at some of the priest vampires. And yeah, I, I'd say it's like a, a mix of like Nosferatu and priest. See, okay, so coming from somebody who, who, like, hypothetically, if I had the option of becoming a vampire, like, if, if a va- vampires were real and one approached me and was willing to turn me or whatever, uh, normally I would have said yes. I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Anything's better than, you know, my miserable life. Uh, but, like, that's also thinking of all of, like, the vampire, the masquerade-style vampires, like the Buffy, the vampires, you know, Slayer you know, vampires, things like that. Uh, I, I don't care, like, about, the, like, the visage, like, if, if when I'm vampired out or whatever, if I look different or whatever, I don't like the way they move in this one. I don't, I don't, I don't, if, if, if somebody told me, oh, yeah, you could turn into a vampire, but it'd have to be, like, the vampires from this movie, I'd be like, no, I'll, I'll pass. Never mind. <laughs> You know, there goes my hopes and dreams of ever one day being a vampire. I mean, it's still could. I don't, I wouldn't want to be one from this movie. I don't know. I'd never be able to fly again because my foot would get stuck in the chairs. How often do you fly, Larry? I've flown like six times. It's, I mean, it's, that's a lot for me. I don't like flying. If I could, I'd drive, and I hate driving. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, eventually she gets pinned down by the psycho stewardess guy, uh, who ends up taking a vial of her blood using one of her needles and then like locks himself in a car in the cargo hold and injects himself with it. And then she like pokes a hole. She tries to shoot it. It's bulletproof glass. Then she grabs like a metal rod from one of the dog cages and forces it into the windshield. And then he like takes it from her, which he wasn't even vamped out yet. And he just took, he overpowered her. Like he just took that metal rod from her. Uh, so I don't even know, like to the extent of what type of strength she gets from being a vampire, if any. Um, but then he injects himself right in front of her. And so she like, Rob pointed out that she was pouring, um, what was it? It wasn't gasoline. What did she pour into the little hole, Rob, and then light his ass on fire with matches? Uh, it was alcohol. Oh, yeah. Kind of alcohol yeah. from the carts. Yeah. <clears throat> and then she lit his ass on fire, and then, like, Promptly in the cockpit, they're like, "Oh, there's a fire in the cargo hold," and then they just extinguish. They there's a bunch of the uh, fire extinguishers attached to the ceiling of the cargo hold, which I really don't feel. If those were just extinguishers, that that would put out the flame that was in the car already through that tiny little hole. The only way I see that happening is if though if that was a mechanism that somehow depressurized the cargo hold and sucked all the air out of the cargo hold, because then it would just suffocate the fire. It, it would starve the fire out. But they definitely look like just fire extinguisher spray things. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so now he's a vampire... And he killed a couple. He kills a couple of his friends, and then feeds on them, and then starts turning everybody. Um, this is already the point where Dominic Purcell's character 
is dead. And like, like I kind of told Devin and Devin, well, I think Devin told me and I just kind of agreed with him is it was after this point when, when, when Dominic Purcell's character died off that I just kind of zoned out more. Like I, I gave less fucks about this movie cause he was one of the main reasons I was willing to watch it. Uh, cause I like him as an actor. Uh, yeah. And then they go through this whole big thing about how they're going to land, what they're going to do. Uh, and literally most all of the passengers slowly turning, getting bit and turned into vampires over time. Like some of the, some of the passengers try to like take back the cockpit, uh, she's running back and forth on the plane and her son, they're, they're all taking her son's word and just saying like, oh, she's helping. She's helping. It's, it's him and that, whatever, the Farid guy that the kid met at the air, airport. Uh, and so like the people with guns didn't shoot her. Uh, I don't know. And then uh, they realize they don't have enough fuel to make it to New York, so they have to they have to turn around and go to the nearest place, which I think was in Greenland or no, it was Scotland. Scot- Scotland, yeah. Um, and then this is where we see like the opening scene of the movie where they're they're assisting and giving directions on how to land this plane, and they have. I think his name is Fareed. Uh, yeah, Fareed. Fareed. Um, they have him in like marksman crosshairs in the pilots in the in the cockpit, and they're just like, okay, they they the the boy escapes the cargo hold, and they they get him to safety, and then. They're trying to tell, you know, he's trying to tell them, hey, there's no more passengers. They're all dead. I'm not a hijacker. They all think he is the hijacker because the hijackers set them up with him being Muslim and kept saying this, like, had him read this thing saying that they hijacked this plane and they were going to crash it into someplace in London uh, to cover their own tracks, I guess. And we never... Too that I don't understand. Like they're like, read this or we'll kill you. And then in the thing it said that they were gonna detonate the plane. It's like, you're gonna kill me anyway. Why would I read this? It's like if I read it, I'm dead. If I don't read it, I'm dead. Why would I? Why should I help you? You're gonna kill me regardless. I don't know. Well, if you do, if you do read it and they don't shoot you immediately afterwards, at least you have a fighting chance to try to take the plane back, which they successfully did technically. Uh, they were not. They were all sitting in their seats when the guys were going to jump. The only reason that anyone survived is the vampire lady. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not 100% wrong, but at least there's always that chance that you could succeed. You know? Uh, a chance is better than none. I feel. Um... I don't think... Did they ever explain why these fucking hijackers wanted to bomb this place in London? Just what the people were speculating on the plane, like the stock prices or whatever. Like, you don't really find out. But a couple people had theories of the passengers. You're supposed to just be like, oh, hand wave. It's fine. This is the motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, yeah. So, they land the plane. Elias... Tries to tell them that Fareed's a good guy, and he was helping them. They don't believe him. They sedate him. They take Fareed by force off the plane, and then all of the special ops people on the plane start getting attacked, and they're firing, and they have they throw Fareed in the back of a truck, start driving him away. Elias gets out of the ambulance. He fucking just tucks and rolls, fucking dives out of this ambulance, runs, Runs towards the plane and then sees his mother killing somebody and feeding from them. And then the mother sees him and in a feral-like state because I'm assuming it's because of when he had to give his mother his blood to like wake her back up. Now she had a taste for it. So she had less of that control over herself. 
I think the whole ordeal is what gave her less control. Like everything yeah. that happened, just uh, like pushed her into that feral vampire state where she couldn't control it anymore. Well, either way, <laughs> she started running after him, and he pulls the button out of his stuffed bear and uh, the, the remote for the detonator on the fuel tank and blows the plane up along with his mother. Uh, and that was, that was pretty much the movie. It was, it was yeah. a typical airline hijacking movie, but with a vampire twist. Uh, and it didn't even have a happy ending for the kid. It didn't have a happy ending for the mother. Uh, the only other survivor lost a hand. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because he, w- he was scratched or bitten and he was infected. So uh, Nadia wrapped up his wrist with a phone cord and then took an axe to his hand and uh, stopped the infection for him. But, uh, yeah. That's one way to do it. So... I mean, I'm looking at IMDb, like, Devin had told me before this happened, before we started recording, that apparently this this movie got really good reviews, you know, relatively good reviews. Like, IMDb, it sits at a 6.1. I think you said Rotten Tomatoes has it sitting roughly at, like, a 6.8, you said? Uh, Uh, Hold on, I'll tell you. It was, like, an 80-something percent or something. Um, I'll tell you. I will say an astounding, an astounding over 10,000 votes on IMDb uh, were voted for six or seven, which gave it the 6.1 review number. But I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I I don't think it deserves that number, though. I don't disagree with you. I mean, if you compare pound for pound, if you compare like the opposite of the spectrum, so like for every it it got a thousand I got a thousand and eighty ten 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 star ratings, which uh, those people automatically have awful taste in movies. If they give this an actual ten, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's one, assuming those aren't just trolls too. Yeah, one but... one star. It got seven hundred forty nine one stars. Again, I don't think it deserved a ten or a one. You go to twos, it got five hundred nineteen twos to eight hundred eighteen nines. So now let me ask. Let me ask you. Let me ask you both. Let me ask you both on this one to ten scale. Like, if you had to go to IMDb and vote for this movie and give it a one through ten rating, what would you guys have put your vote on? Five. Five. Okay, so you would have been in there with the two thousand eight hundred eighty-four people. Thirteen point four percent of people said five. Rob, what would you have given it? probably would have given it a six or a seven except for the dog murder which now brings it down to a four or a three but if you remove the dog murder around seven like a high six low seven wow we had a six on average right so it was but... a six or seven both both are hovering at 24.9 and 24.8 percent see i would have given it even probably a little lower like again i didn't hate the movie I'm not in a oh, rush you know to what watch I, it again. I'm probably. I'd you know what I four. need to do? You know what we need to do one day? We need to. Um, we need to do like a uh, like rate our movie taste compa- like comparatively to like the IMDb like list of people. So we need to each come up like ten movies that we know the other people have probably seen. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just like round robin, like all right, Webby. Will you give this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and go on the list, and then see how we compare to the, the IMDb mass, ratings? Yeah, the mass yeah how we compare to the masses? To yeah. Like we actually know what we're talking about. Hey, I mean, I don't mind doing that. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I would, I would, I would be pressed to give this movie a four, a four probably. And that's not even just because of the dog murder. Yeah, I didn't care for the dog murder party there yet. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those movies types of people where it's like that that would ruin a movie for me. But I was able to see past that. But like, I don't know. I, again, it wasn't a terrible movie. If I had to, I would probably sit down and watch it again. If somebody wanted to watch it who hadn't seen it already, 
Um, but I'm not in a rush to put it back on my TV. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, the, I mean, aside from the dog murder, the only thing I really didn't like about it was that all of the vampires on the plane instantly became feral. Where, like, it took her at least a couple days because she was home with the baby and then she got that craving for, for raw meat. But it's like, but everybody on the plane changed instantly and was like, yeah. murder, murder, murder. Yeah. It's like, why did it take her so long? And then every, but everyone else is like, oh, I'm instantly thing, feral and I have no mind only, of my own. The yeah. only thing I could think of would be, and like, to like, in defense of that, would be like, she got that craving for, like, raw meat, and she kind of, like, satiating it with raw meat, but, like, if you start eating human flesh, it, like, expedites that. Yeah, but that's um, what I'm really? saying. She didn't even get the yeah, craving for raw meat until like, she was home with the yeah, baby and maybe, so. maybe it was it, under the circumstances of how, because she only got bit in the hand, and she slowly had that turning process. Yeah, like that whereas, one guy that got bit in the hand. Like the whereas, guy that got bit in the hand, he got his hand cut off. So yeah, you know, it wasn't like instantaneous. But, but like these other guys who did instantly pretty much turn feral. Like you had the one guy who just literally injected her blood in his bloodstream. You had some of the other ones who were essentially almost killed and then turned. So maybe you know, based off of the fact that like their wounds were much more grievous than just a bite on the hand made the infection that much more sure. Like, that's the only justification I can possibly yeah, no, think of. That's, and that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Like, I, I'm i in the same boat. Like, I I have zero other ideas. But, but in any case, uh, I mean, that's, that's Blood Red Sky in a nutshell. Uh, that was the synopsis of it. It's on Netflix. It was based off of a German movie called Transatlantic for something uh i don't, i just accidentally closed out of my thing i didn't even mean to um i will say let me read you uh let me read you this review a guy uh who works for his name his reviewer's name is Brian Tallarico he is the editor of rogerebert.com uh, he also covers television, film, Blu-rays, video games. He's a writer for Vulture, The Playlist, The New York Times, and The Rolling Stones. Uh, and he is the president of the Chicago Film Critics Association. So now, with that being said, I have stated several times talking about movies on this podcast that I do not usually agree with critic reviews. Um, I feel like critics are very snooty and one-sided when they watch a movie. Um, Like they're looking for very, very, very specific criteria. And it's not what the general populace would be looking for in a movie, I guess. Um, Which is why a lot of the times I'll look for, uh, just, you know, viewer reviews, like like the general populist reviews. Uh, I find those a little bit more um, noteworthy, I guess. Uh, but this, this person gave it a one and a half stars. And this is what he had to say. He says, I'm usually interested in U.S. remakes of foreign horror films because the original is almost... Oh, uninterested in U.S. remakes of foreign horror films because the original is almost always better. In the case of Peter Thorworth's A Blood Red Sky dropping on Netflix today, I truly hope that some studio picks up the rights and redoes it, uh, redoes it just so they can get it right. From the how-do-you-mess-that-up school of filmmaking, Blood Red Sky takes a phenomenal concept that mixes genre hits like From Dust Till Dawn, Snakes on a Plane, and Train to Busan, and just blows it on poorly choreographed action, momentum-draining flashbacks, and interminable runtime. I do love all three of those movies. Um, I was so excited to take this journey, but quickly just wanted the plane to land so I could get off. Uh, Let me see... Uh, says Nadia, portrayed by Perry Bowmeister, is traveling across Atlantic with her son Elias, uh, Carl Anton Koch. 
when it's hijacked by a group of terrorists intent on taking it down. She clearly hides a secret, but Thorworth is depressingly uninterested in holding it in for long. Blood Red Sky should be a film that takes a sharp turn at maybe the halfway mark or even possibly even later when the quote-unquote bad guys realize there's something they didn't plan for on the plane. Imagine this story told from the point of view of the loosely defined terrorists that then shifts to Nadia when the Chaos agents realize that one of the passengers is actually a vampire. You read that right, Blood Red Skies, the story of a single mother who happens to have been bit by a creature of the night years earlier. She takes a drug to manage her quote-unquote condition, but the violence aboard the plane springs her to life, and it's not long before she's sucking the plasma of the men intent on murdering a plane full of passengers. Sounds fun, right? It's not. This <laughs> this great idea is handled in stunningly routine fashion in Blood Red Sky. The sense of surprise or playfulness that you would think is inherent in a bats-on-a-plane concept just isn't here as Blood Red Sky only comes to life in bloody spurts after Nadia f- allows herself to go full vamp. And yet, even then, it feels like its teeth aren't sharp enough. Even even as it becomes less and less logically sound, it never finds a spark or sense of tension. It's impossible to get invested in any of it, in part because of the point of view is mostly that of Elias, stunned at the insanity happening around him as he worries most of all about the fate of his mom. The Elias-Nadia connection is designed to add heart, and it does that at times. Bowmeister and Coach have a believable connection, but it feels like it's at the expense of what the movie needed to be more than anything. Dumb fun. We're here for vampire versus terrorist. The mother-son thing can be used to elevate that, but it shouldn't be the main focus of the film. One of the biggest problems is the underlit direction throws a dim-weighted blanket over the thrills. The fight sequence on the plane all blur together, both in style and substance, so it becomes increasingly impossible to care just as the tension should be taking off. And there's absolutely no reason that a movie with this plot should be over two hours long. Throw in some clumsy attempts to integrate anti-Islamic sentiment into the narrative alongside a failure to really use the fact that the sun might come up on the transatlantic flight if they're forced to reroute is a true ticking clock and blood red sky misses its potential in some way in almost every scene if there's anything that works it's how horvath frames the relationship between nadia and elias even if it gets too much attention this is really a story of a mother trying to protect her son and the lengths that the parents will go to not only keep their kids safe, but to hide their monstrous side from their progeny. It's a shame to see such a theme wasted on a cinematic flight not worth taking. So that was this guy's review, which I agreed with a lot of it, which kind of makes me sick, because he, like, I don't know. I've read some of his other reviews on other movies and wholeheartedly disagreed, but I mean, he, it felt like he actually got the pacing right on, on his review on this movie. Um, I mean, I don't agree with one and a half stars, I guess. Again, I'd give it like a four, maybe a 3.9, <laughs> but I don't know. To me, it's one of the, like, if you put it on the background, like far in the background, like on the other side of the house, at background. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. I guess. Hear or see it. Yeah. Then I could just be. Rob, doing you can watch thing. this alone in your room while I put my headphones on. <laughs> yeah, and I we agree with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, uh, but yeah, that's my that's my thing with this movie. Yeah. All right. Any last words about this movie? Any last words? That's a bit ominous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're burying this movie in the SU vault. It's, uh, it's going to be laid yeah. to rest like most vampires should be. 
and all the things. I will say that I maybe it's because I like horror, although this is definitely not a horror movie. It's more of an action movie with vampires. But uh, I did like it more than either of you, apparently. But uh, except for the dog murder. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it was okay. Like I said, I I would watch it again, not like right away, but like. If a couple of years went by and someone's watching it, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll sit down and watch that with you." Well, you know, you now have to watch Life is Life After Beth with me, right? I does it have dog murder? Nope. Then it's a step up over a lot of other things. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have dog murder, but it you you will actively lose brain cells watching it. Well, I mean, maybe. I know you will. <laughs> You will. All right. Well, have, you, have you seen the Life After Beth trailer? No. Well, we'll get into that after the episode. Let's wrap up the episode. We're running just over an hour long. I'm surprised, but that's also because we took a detour talking about other movies. Which is fine. Yep. We always take detours on FCU. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, Devin, do you have any last uh, closing comments about this movie? Is that a better way to put that, Rob? <laughs> Instead sure. of last words, yeah, yes. Uh, I do not have a eulogy for this film. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Choking. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we need a uh, science corner with Rob or getting real with Rob, and then we need a life advice with Devin. Uh, I so. <laughs> The International Space Station went careening off its orbit for a while the other day. Uh, so one of the new Russian uh, things they put on it, the propulsion systems, went off unexpectedly and through the space station out of orbit. And it was, uh, for a few hours, it was like drifting haphazardly in the in space. They managed to get everything back together and it's okay now. Jesus. Yeah. That could have been really bad though, right? It could have been, yeah. But everybody's fine, and it's back to normal. Like, if it had careened them directly into the fucking atmosphere, that would have been very bad, but... Yeah, because then they would have come crashing down, right? It all would have burned up, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Devin, do you have a life advice with Devin? I do. I have a themed life advice with Devin this week. Themed? Uh, Alright. I encourage you all to look inside. So vampires, they drink blood for vitamin D. You ever think of that? Because the sun will kill them, they can't get their vitamin D. But no, you only think about yourself. So come on. Uh, they have vitamin D supplements. Vampires can just take those. Yeah, I take a vitamin D pill every day. So do I. Because I don't go out in the sun. I hate the sunlight. I do too. He currently is a vampire. Yes. I do too. I have a vitamin D deficiency. Me too. And it's because I don't go out during the day. Yeah, maybe maybe vampires don't have health insurance and they can't afford it. Maybe the vampires in question don't have health insurance. They're like five thousand five thousand yeah. years old. It's hard to have a social security card and be like, "Hey, look, man. <laughs> you know." So, point being is, you it's hard to live on these negative. streets when you're undead. Van <laughs> Helsing was was the true villain here. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dracula's one of the left, like even in Castlevania, Dracula wants to be left the fuck alone with his wife. What exactly? Happened? Exactly. Humanity. Humanity fucking ruined everything. See, everybody's perspectives on these things are backwards. Van Helsing was really the bad guy. The Jedi are really the bad guys. Okay? It's, I've been saying it for years. The Sith are the good guys. They're just misunderstood. Oh, yeah. That fell on deaf ears, I think. No, you're good. I got you. <laughs> I feel you, buddy. Anyway, so with that being said, let's say, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. And also, if anybody's the good guys, I would say it's the Great Jedi. Nope. Not the regular Jedi and not the Sith. None of those are heroes. Sith are the good guys. Devin, where can people find you on the internet? You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at Mr. D3. Yeah, and as always, you can find me on eBay. Looking, peddling uh, vitamin D supplements for vampires. Yes. True blood. Uh, That's how we got true blood. You saw yep. how that turned out. Yep, it's just it's so much vitamin D. <laughs> uh, and as always, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby. 
Uh, and on eBay at buying vitamin D supplements from Devin. Uh, yeah. So thank you all for listening. We love you. Uh, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. FBG. 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 I don't know if you... Uh, we mentioned the, the last episode that you weren't part of, Devin. Um, we've done a Booster Gold episode because I, I had to. Uh, I don't think we've done one, but I, uh, we should do an Aquaman one. Because I know I know you like Aquaman and he doesn't get enough, a, a lot of love from people. I mean, that's fine. You can do an Aquaman I, episode. Talks, talks to fish. I mean, that's fine. 